Whoa, surf's up, bro. <laughs> Whoa. Hey. All right. Whoa, surf's up, bro. Punch for... the rip. Uh, welcome to Basement Boys 2.0, the sequel. We're here. The squeakle. Yes. You know, that's a guy, Jason Lee. That guy... Yeah, poor guy. What's he do now? Like, I haven't seen him other than in the Chipmunk movies. Yeah, I don't, I don't know because I was very hopeful because I really loved My Name is Earl. That was a good show, and then it just got canceled. It did, and then they came and out with Raising away. Hope, which was basically another version of it. It's a good show. Is that the same creator? Yeah. The uh, Garcia or whatever? Yeah. Huh. And there's even a lot of, like, uh, Easter eggs from My Name is Earl in it. Oh, really? Yeah. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. It's too bad. I, both shows are good, though. Yeah. Well, I like uh, uh, Raising Hope has... What's the actor's name? The main... It's got... It's got Keith Carradine's daughter in it, right? Yeah. Um, I can't remember her name. She's in... Uh, She's in Goonies. Yes, from Goonies. So it was Josh Brolin. Yes, from that deer movie Mm -hmm. that we can't ever... And she's in a couple of their movies, I guess. Thanos or whatever. Um, I do do love that Thanos was the older brother in the Goonies. Oh, yeah. 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 That's interesting to me. And he's in a lot of really good movies. I mean, he's in No Country for Old Men. He's in a lot of really good, serious movies. Oh, yeah, for sure. And he's, and I don't know if you saw Infinity War, but he's probably the best Marvel villain they've had so far. Yeah, I watched Infinity War. He was great. Um, what do you think about how that ended? I was, um, uh, I mean, I definitely... <laughs> So I know about the comic. Yeah. So I know that Thanos kills a lot of them. Um, I think the move. I think that I think it made the next one pretty predictable because basically all the ones that lived are the ones that their contracts are expiring after the next movie. Right. So it's to me, it looks like they're all gonna. The original Avengers from the first movie are going to go and get back all of the ones that died so that they will die mm-hmm. or something so that they won't be in the other movies. Right. I think Tony Stark won't actually die. I think a lot of people think that Tony Stark will die. But I still see Tony Stark making appearances in the uh, Spider-Man movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The thing is, is that you know Peter Parker dies or whatever disappears, right? But you, why are you going to why are you going to squash it? Like they know another a franchise. You got the Black Panther, uh, Black, Black Panther guy. Yeah, all those guys have already announced they're doing another movie. Right. So we already know that. Like they're doing another Doctor Strange movie. And we know that they're doing right. another. Um, Bucky could stay disappeared. There's a few of them that disappeared that might. But Wasn't, Bucky Barnes stays right. disappeared. But I have a theory that Bucky Barnes will be the next Captain America. Oh, yeah? Sure. Yeah, it could be. That he'll stay on board. What's Sebastian Stan doing? He'll be the new Captain America. Right. Um, Did you ever watch uh, the show, the NBC show Kings? No. 
He was like the prince really? in that show. Ian McShane, who is like one of my top tier actors, um, was like Did you the watch main it guy. The new one? Yeah. Yeah. I loved it. I loved the movie. It was um, good. Did you say they have a new cast? They have the new cast. There's a new cast? So, for the sequel. Oh, really? They're adults. Oh, okay. So, it's Bill Hader and... Um, Is it Amy Adams? No, it's Jessica Chastain. Hmm. And it's... Because that girl plays a young Amy Adams in that, that new would be TV show that she's doing okay. called Sharp Objects on HBO. Okay. It's that a dark... That would be interesting. But... Because they look a lot alike. Sure, they could play. She could. She totally pulls off a younger version of Amy, Amy Adams. Adams. To me, will always be Katie from uh, The Office. That's right. She was on there. Uh huh. Do you know uh, uh, Idris Elba? Who I like. I do like Idris Elba. I'm coming I'll, around on Idris Elba. I'll always kind of hate him though, because he's Charles from The Office, and he was a dick. Oh, was he to James? To Jim. Oh, really? Yeah, he's a dick to him. And so I, so <laughs> it took me a while to like Idris Elba. Um, but boy, you know what won me over for him was uh, was Khan, Sheer Khan in uh, the Jungle Book movie. That was a good movie. I was like, God, I loved the Jungle Book. You know, Favreau does some good stuff. He yeah, does. Like, didn't he? He did... Uh, he did Cowboys and Aliens. Cowboys and Aliens. That's a good I, movie. I enjoyed that one. We watched that one on our wall last summer. He did Iron Man 1. Mm-hmm. Didn't he do 2 also? I think he did, yeah. He He's also did uh, Zethera. Yeah. Um, I believe he's doing the live-action Lion King also. Is he? I think so. Man. And, I'll watch uh, that. I, I James saw, Earl Jones is reprising yeah, the voice I did of see Mufasa. That. But it, but they didn't get they didn't get uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. No, and they didn't get um, Matthew Broderick. I don't think is in it. Oh yes, Matthew Broderick played the older Simba, didn't he? Yeah, but that was a young Matthew, younger Matthew Broderick at the time. It was, yeah. I think he had still killed somebody with his car, but had no, had he? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Mm. He hasn't, that, he hasn't aged well. No, 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 no. Did you see him? It's in the kind pro- of unfortunate because he. Like, did you see him in the producers though? The the remake of the producers. Uh, I don't know if I've watched With that. Him movie. and Nathan Lane. I've seen. I know the. I know of the movie, but I don't think I've watched it. Beginning. It's to pretty end. good, Is actually. It? Yeah. I don't think Broderick's a bad actor. No, no, no. I just don't think he's. Um, I. It, it's. Do you want to know what I think? He couldn't him? play. An older Ferris Bueller, I, it wouldn't. He couldn't not pull it off, right? And I think one of the movies that hurt him was Godzilla two thousand, because that movie was pretty widely panned. Oh, now I just have like movie. that uh, Puff Daddy song, "Come with Me." Yeah, yeah, running through my head. <laughs> I had that song once. Uh, I did too. That movie is not held up well, by the way. By the way, Godzilla two thousand. The gods, uh, yeah. Hank Azaria's in that too. He is in that movie. Um, That's not a good movie, though. No, no. I, you know, I, I can say that now, but that's one of those movies when I saw as a kid that I liked. I liked the movie. Yeah, well, I mean, I think even, and I was old, a little bit older, because I think it came out. What you said it was two thousand, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. So yeah, I was like twenty. I'm pretty sure it was almost twenty-one. Yeah. 
So I was, so I was 15. I liked it. I'm pretty sure it was 2000. It might have been like 1999. Yeah. It still wasn't like... But it was kind of one of those movies that like it was right in that pocket uh, like for that type of, I don't know it was just it was a big summer movie but you it came out the same year as Titanic I yeah. think but you have that movie now so it was maybe Titanic was like 97 maybe God's Titanic was 97 well, so maybe find out we have a computer well what, yeah sort of we've been having issues today with this one yeah sorry if you're but, watching on the stream well sorry we're not you're not getting it yeah um there's a new Godzilla, Godzilla movie coming out too. Matthew. There's a Godzilla 2 tra- uh, teaser trailer. 1998. 1998, okay. Okay. There's a new Godzilla teaser trailer that just came out for Godzilla King of Monsters. Oh, yeah? And it's the sequel to this last Godzilla with. Uh, I don't know, they made it look like he was going to be in a town with Breaking Bad in it. Oh, uh, Brian Cranston? They made it look like he was going to be like a main part in it, and he's hardly in it. I thought he died in the first... Didn't he die well, in the first That's what I mean. One? But they made him look like he was going to be a main part in that first one. Oh, He's yeah. hardly yeah. in it. Yeah. I think Godzilla's hardly in it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> who was the actor in that one? I don't remember. I, I couldn't tell you. Did he you was, like the first one? He was one? some actor that was, gonna, that was getting poised to be like the next yeah. guy. But I, I, liked, I liked the new one. Um, I would have liked it more. If uh, if there was more Godzilla in it, yeah, I think uh, there were just some holes in that one. Uh, let's see here. Um, and then he fight. Remember Godzilla kind of fights. Oh, Aaron, Aaron Taylor, Taylor Johnson. Johnson. That's What's right. he done? Kick ass. That's what it was. Yeah, he's yeah. In, he's, he's the kick ass kid. He's in the Avengers: Age of Ultron. He plays. Uh, he plays Quicksilver. I actually kind of like him. I don't think he's a bad actor. No. Um, oh my God, go up. More, more. He was Charlie Chaplin in Shanghai Nights. <laughs> Holy crap. I don't know how well those movies hold up, but I remember enjoying I them love very Shanghai. much. Actually, no, I know Shanghai Nights holds up okay, and so does Shanghai Noon. I've seen those movies actually semi-recently. Okay. We own they're them. just their own Wilson movies. Right. I mean, they're not like brilliant, but uh, you know, like oh, I call that my Kung Pao chicken. You know, like you yeah. know. But those are actually pretty movie. Those are I actually like those movies. You remember that? There, well, there was a time. Everybody has a time. There yeah. was a time I was into Adam Sandler movies, sure. and now I, I can barely movies. stand that guy. Some of the jokes in it are a little heavy-handed, a little, little uh, on the nose, but they're so funny. You know, when he when he gets shot at by the bad guy in the second movie, he's like, oh, he, he shot me with that sissy gun. Yeah. Or he shot me with that girl's gun or whatever it is. It's that tiny little, you know, yeah. Smith & Wesson or whatever. Um, uh, of course, that guy who plays the bad guy in Shanghai Nights plays Littlefinger in Game of Thrones. Oh, really? Yeah. I have to go back and watch that. And I now. remember watching Shanghai Nights, the first, and he has gelled hair, and I remember thinking that was pretty funny because he has the very pointy hair in Shanghai Nights. Um, yeah, but he has that really cool sword fighting scene with uh, with Jackie Chan in the movie. He does all that. Now cool, I kind of want to watch it again. He does pretty cool fencing stuff, and I remember thinking that was pretty cool. 
Yeah, I think we tried watching it with our kids recently because they are always wanting to watch stuff that we that we watched. Sure. But I think it was still kind of a little bit uh, higher, like not interesting enough, or not as interesting as I thought they'd think it was with oh, all sure. the, with all the action. Yeah. Uh, uh, there was one scene. Okay, there's one scene in Shanghai Nights I always really loved. I still remember, and I, I I quote it quite a bit still even now. And that is the scene where the barn that they're in is on fire, and Jackie Chan lifts up his sister in the movie and throws her to the throws her to this ledge, and she does all this acrobatic stuff, and then gets out of this this burning barn through this hole in the top of the barn. You know, and it's incredible. She does all this athletic shit like Jackie Chan would do, right? And then he looks at Roy, you know, Roy O'Baloney, you know, and he goes, Jackie Chan's like, you're like, now you, you know? And, and, and Owen Wilson goes, what in our history together would make you think I could do that? <laughs> and I always thought that was really funny. Uh, yeah. That's a really funny line. Um, one time somebody invited me to go to a a ray of rave in uh in in Pullman and I said, What in our history together would make you think I would want to do something like yeah. that? You know, and I, I've so I've used that line uh a few times. But yeah, see Well and see I know that you're not a Wes Anderson film guy. No. Um Wes Anderson's basically the guy that kind of like built owen wilson's career oh yeah pretty much yeah. um well yeah because he's in but owen wilson i kind of I, I kind of see it on the flip side of it too owen wilson kind of built wes anderson's career oh, i think because so. i think that those movies might not have been as enjoyable had they not um had those characters not been portrayed what's the, the first were. one he's in bottle rocket Lock, with Luke bottle wilson rocket with luke and then uh Luke Wilson, I think, is very underrated. He's underappreciated. Um, he works in the shadows of even his brother in, oftentimes. Even in um, Vacancy, uh-huh. which is a horror movie with him and Kate Beckinsale. Yeah. Um, they, they're staying in that little, ho- that little motel, right? And those people are trying to murder them. Um, and I remember when I saw the preview for it, I was like, Luke Wilson in it. And he was coming off of that rush, that high from uh, from old school. Oh, yeah, yeah. With Will Ferrell and him and Vince Vaughn. And I think people were starting to see Luke Wilson as more of... I think there was a time there where Luke Wilson could have been a... I, 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 maybe he just didn't capitalize right, but old school came out and people were like big on Luke Wilson for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then that vacancy movie came out. Well, and he'd I, done some supporting stuff, like Legally Blonde. Yeah, and, and he had done like, some like some stuff like that. And he had been in movies with Owen Wilson, right? And he's still in to this day in one of my absolute favorite movies, which is Idiocracy. And see, that was a movie that I hated at first. Oh yeah, liked after the fact. I didn't like it at first because I was like, "This is stupid." And then as like life began to progress, yeah, it started to kind of align with yeah. Idiocracy in a lot of ways. Well, and that, even, so like, that's the movie that made me. That's the second movie that made me really like Dak, uh, Dak Shepard. Yeah, because, uh, and now Dak Shepard's one of my favorite actors. Uh, he's really good. Yeah, he's a good writer too. What's that movie he? To Kristen Bell. Kristen Bell. And what's that movie he wrote and directed 
with Kristen Bell and uh, Brad Bradley Cooper's in it. Uh, it's like a driving movie. I don't know. I can't remember what it's called now. It's a great movie though. But he wrote and directed it, and that made me that made me even like him even more. And I follow him on Twitter too. He's pretty funny. He seems pretty. Um, he seems pretty down to earth. I think I'm pretty sure he started off on like punked. Yeah. Well, yeah. The thing that the thing about uh, I think I, I I agree with you. He's kind of like just. A, He's a high-profile actor, like high enough profile that people know who he is, but he's also like, seems like he can kind of remove himself from that equation. Well, yeah, and I also like that him and Zach Braff used to play off the fact that they look like each other a little bit, and they've seen different things where they're like... He also kind of looks like Dwight Yoakam. Yeah. But you've you've ever seen stuff where they're like, I'm not Zach Braff, you know? Yeah. Um... You know who you know who I'm really glad got finally got all the recognition that he needs now is that's uh that's Paul Rudd. Oh yeah. I love I've always he struggled loved, in the like the late 90s and yeah. stuff and even in the early 2000s and then he just kind of blew up and then now he can just kind of do what Oh, he yeah. wants. He he got to be in a Marvel movie. Yeah. Now he's a Marvel hero. Like yeah. he he got to be he made Ant-Man. I finally watched Ant-Man. And uh, it took me a while to watch it. Not for any... Oh, Hit and Run. That's the one. Hit and Run was good. That was the one I told you about. The guy that does the... Like, his specialty is backflips. Yeah. Um, That's a good movie. So he... So he... Uh, I think he wrote it. Wrote and directed it. Wrote yeah. and directed it. Yeah. And that's a good movie. Uh, Bradley Cooper's really funny in it. Um... You remember remember why he you find out why he hates uh Dak Dak Shepard's character is because he went to prison and he he got raped by a uh like a small Filipino man. <laughs> <laughs> the 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 context is not that funny when yeah. you say it, but it's funny in the, it's funny how they deliver it in the movie though. Oh yeah, Michael Rosenbaum's in it. Um, sorority boys that's how i know michael rosenbaum you know in sorority boys he wore a wig do you want to know why he was wearing a wig in sorority because he's still bald from he was in smallville because he's still bald from smallville yeah, yeah where he committed and shaved his head for that role yeah uh by the way he's my favorite thing about smallville yeah, when he left the show, I slowly stopped watching yeah, the show, too. and then like I still haven't finished seasons nine and ten because he wasn't on the show. Um, he so in Sorority Boys, which by the way, if for the listeners of the show, if you have not seen the movie Sorority Boys, you actually should watch the movie. It's pretty funny. It's stupid. It's a stupid movie, but it's pretty funny. Uh, there's a scene. So he. Uh, Michael Rosenbaum says this really funny uh, joke uh, that I still I still think is one of the funniest things. And he goes, he's like, we're not supposed to see this. We're not supposed to see what's going on. Like he's talking about like seeing the world of being a woman. He's like, we're not supposed yeah. to see this. When you go into a restaurant and you order a hamburger or a bacon hamburger, bacon cheeseburger, the you don't have to watch the uh, the chef slit a pig's throat and throw it on a dead cow's carcass. 
He's like, I'm gonna get that tape, and then uh, Har- you know, like Harlan Williams is in it, and he goes, he goes, I'm gonna get me a big cheeseburger, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he makes it sound. It's just so funny because he makes it sound so unappealing, you know. Yeah. Like Harlan Williams, I'm gonna get me a big cheeseburger, man. <laughs> I want to watch the trailer because I want to see if we can see in the trailer okay. that he's wearing a wig. Because that's just that's where we are today. Sure. Um, hey, well, how about that water? We had that water over there. We stay hydrated. If we can get it to go. Yeah, we're having some technical difficulties. Here it goes. Touchstone. College, a place where you. Oh, I hate these times, kinds of trailers. All about That's all these movies were. Young men and women. Wasn't that kid on. Wasn't that guy in uh, Seventh Heaven? Oh, yeah. Studied harder than Dave and his friends. Smile! But now that they've run out of Yeah, he's wearing a hoodie or a hat all the time because he's. We're in the middle of the membership drive. Free room and board. I got a plan. They'll have to go where no man has gone before. Why are you wearing heels? Heels are out, man. Dude, they make my legs look slimmer. Now, they're experiencing a whole new world. It's our time to clean the bathroom. It's like a walkie, man. (laughs) And seeing the opposite sex from a whole new perspective. Oh my Good God. God. Jesus man. Christ. It's terrible. This will go perfect with my shoes. Love. This spring break. Coming through. If you're going to act like a lady. Ow. We don't have to be babes. Just believable. It's easy for you to say you're pretty. <laughs> Thanks. You know, I just kind of throw it together. And, you know. <laughs> like a woman. Please be a size eight. Please be a size eight. Oh, yeah. And fuck. <laughs> hey, dog girl! It's payback time. Like a girl. <laughs> you better learn to take it. Okay, girls, let's see what you're made of. Like a man. <laughs> this is supposed to be touch football! <laughs> From Touchstone Pictures. Leah's the first girl I met I can really talk to. Maybe I should just tell her. I don't have my contacts on. Who is that? Daisy! <laughs> Stupid. So dumb, boys. Let's share something about ourselves. Well, I'm addicted to porn. And, um. Pillow fight! Pillow fight! Stop! Um. Okay, so. Harlan Williams is pretty funny in the movie. Yeah. Um, the movie's. It's a bad movie. How do you think that movie would do. Would it even make it past the pitch floor in this Me Too no, era that we no, live in right no. now? I, I think. I mean, the humor is a little tired too. I mean, just the, yeah. But well, the, reason sure. why, the reason why the humor is tired now is because they made this movie. You know, like like you couldn't make the movie now because it's been done, and now people can go back and say, "Yeah, the movie's been done, and the humor's tired." Right. You know, but. If they were going to start, if somebody went to the pitch floor and said, we're going to make a movie, uh, you know, nobody would touch it now. Yeah. 
I was saying like the American Pie movies too. You know what? That just made me think of something though. Maybe that's kind of, I wonder this is kind of a deep un this is just like a one like just a thought that I just had now. So it's okay. unfiltered. It hasn't gone through okay. its like thought process. But maybe you can help build on it. Okay. So right now we're in this this Me Too movement. We've got the Kevin Spacey thing, all that right. stuff. Everything's just kind of going on, and everything's kind of we're we're in not taking steps backwards. Obviously, this is a step forward, and in, in, in for the most part. But at the same time, I feel like um, we're getting a little more prudish, sure, in a certain way. And I feel like we're taking kind of steps back in that way. And then something's going to happen where we're going to have, like, this next phase of, like, those American Pie-type movies, like the... Or the college uh, sorority... uh, Or not sorority, but, like, fraternity... Like, fraternity-like movies and those kinds of, like, animal... We're going to have, like, a resurgence of that type of movie again without the... And we're gonna, you know, I don't, I don't know. I just feel like we're gonna have. It's gonna get okay again to make fun of things that aren't okay, and we kind of saw that a little bit with Cobra Kai, I think. Yeah, where I think it depends on how you write a character too. Um, I mean, if it, if it's um, so like Johnny's established as a character who is not a politically correct character. Therefore, he says things that are politically incorrect. You know, there's a movie out there that a lot of people really dote on and really, really like. And I've been making the argument for quite a long time that I I don't think it's that great of a movie. And that is Gran Torino with Clint Eastwood. And people out there... Like, I get what they're doing. So, 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 Grant, it's, it's a tough, it's a tough road to, like, it's a tightrope, right? Mm-hmm. So, Grant Torino is a story about an old racist guy who I guess ha- has a good heart, even though he's a racist. Uh, but for me, the movie felt like a really big, a really good excuse for people who are for people who are out there to act that way but then be like well I'm not racist I have a big heart right tip I feel like the movie was making justifications for how people are um when when it's clearly not okay to be like that right so he says a lot of stuff in the movie that are very offensive and we're supposed to forgive the character to the end of the movie because he saves them from from the other bad people in the movie, I guess. The the mean people in the movie. And you're supposed to be like, oh, he was a good guy after all. When, when in all actuality, yes, he did save them, but he was still a, a, a jerk. And he's still not... To me, it wasn't quite redeemable. Yeah, he he says things in the movie that are very offensive, and 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 I'm not saying like they're not offensive to me because uh, I'm a white dude, so they're not offensive to me. 
but I know they're offensive and there's things you shouldn't say. And I'd say as far as as far as a character, <laughs> it's supposed to be character driven, but I felt like the movie was trying to like justify that. So um, when we watch movies, things like Cobra Kai, so I, I guess that's my point. Is I think Cobra Kai, Kai does it right, where we aren't supposed to admire that trait or no. not necessarily well and it's not that they we're supposed to in Gran Torino too because I see what you're saying yeah like we're we're not supposed to the Gran Torino isn't setting us up to admire the trait although I will make the argument there are a lot of people who watch Gran Torino that that still do well I think it's like you said they take that as like an okay to behave that way yeah if you have a family like I know people who have told me that they have a family member like Clint Eastwood in Gran Torino, and that's and they really like the movie. They're like that reminded me a lot of my grandfather. And I said, "Oh, like he was an old, like just an old timer, or which part?" And they're like, "Well, no, he kind of he's kind of like that." And I'm like, "Oh, so like he's so is he, so he says like racial things." And they're like, "Yeah, but he's a really good guy." And I'm like, okay, well, I don't know that I don't know that the guy from Gran Torino is that great of a guy. I think what he does at the end of the movie is supposed to be this big redemption for him as a character, but then he still like he leaves that car to the kid, right? Mm-hmm. And he leaves the kid with all of these really specific things to do with the Gran Torino, the car, and he still lists a ton of really horrific racial things in the will, even. Like, don't lower it like the Mexicans or whatever. And it's like, and it's like, it's still like, you still like, I think at the time when I watched it, I I think when I was younger and I watched the movie, I I saw what they were doing and I might've even liked what they were doing based on what, like, it was like, oh, okay. So it was showing us that, that people from different walks of life can still be good people. And this guy Okay, I think with the movie, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Well, I, I, I've never talked about the movie before, so this is like the first fleshed out thought for me too. So, Gran Torino was what they were trying to show was that people from all different walks of life can can find common ground and be together. So he, they were trying to make the case that this guy has softened up and become a good guy because he uh, because he starts hanging out with this family and he starts to really like them and see them for the people they are and starts to get rid of his racial bias. Like, that's the movie that they wanted us to see. But they didn't show that, though, and it ended up not being that. Like, if in the movie, at some... He didn't grow as a character. We didn't right. ever see it. So he didn't ever go... There was never a scene in the movie where he looks in the mirror and I know it would have been heavy handed or and very on the nose, but he doesn't ever like wash his face and then look in the mirror and go, you know, even out loud. I know it doesn't happen in real life, so it wouldn't be realistic for a movie for him to go like, man, I've really been a real shit to people who are different than me because these are good people. And I live right next to them. And I'm going to change my life based on this. Instead, right. he tolerates the movie's about tolerance 
he ends up tolerating the neighbors that he has and then defends them and then dies defending them but actually does not grow as a character. So, and yet the people who watch the movie are supposed to go, this guy grew as a character because he died defending people that he didn't necessarily, you know, see eye to eye with, which is nothing, it wasn't anything about seeing eye to eye with. He was a racist who hated people who are different than themselves. Right. And granted, I think they tried playing that off because he's in like, well, he was like a Korean War vet. Like, I think they were trying to make it like, but he, but he wasn't just racist to them, though. He said things about Mexicans. He things, said things about, he said things about all sorts of different races in the movie. I don't know. I just, I guess to me, this, the movie wasn't really about actual character growth. Where, and, and Johnny, uh, in Cobra Kai, Johnny isn't, a, he isn't, a, for one thing, he's not racist in the movie at all. His race never even plays a part in the movie even one time. No. He, he's more of a, you know, he talks about sissies and pansies and pussies and stuff like that. So that's kind of like, what was that, is like the new, is that the modern racism, I guess? Yeah. Is that the modern, well, I mean, is, that, is that supposed to be the modern I, I, so, so maybe that. So maybe well, that's, that's that's hard. To, that's a dangerous that's me, thing to say. Is that me, is that me being behind the times now of saying like that? So, so maybe to me, Johnny wasn't that insensitive. Like I think he's insensitive, but also I know people like that in real life, and they're actually real good guys. I don't know. Right, I, like, right. I don't know. Yeah. So maybe maybe he is the new version of the Grand Torino guy, and I'm wrong. I'm wrong at all, but. But to me, you do see Johnny grow because he he still thinks people are pansies and pussies and stuff. But at the same time, he does take a bunch of like people who are being bullied in school and turns them into bullies. That Cobra Kai is a weird show. It is. It's a weird show. Grand Torino. I don't know. How do you feel about Grand Torino? I mean, did you like it? I mean, I, it's, I'm I'm a little further removed from it because I haven't watched it in a while. But your points are are sound, and I think uh, I don't. I'm so, I'm I'm pretty split on Grand Torino. I yeah. I see. Maybe it's because I see what they were doing or trying to do. I just don't think it was executed right. I don't think it. I don't think it. Was yeah, I, I think right. that's probably the the execution's the piece of it. And I think um, I think there needed to be a scene for me. There needed to be a scene. Where he maybe where he apologizes, mm-hmm. and, and I know that would have been on the nose and maybe out of the realm for that character. But at the same time, isn't that what character growth is? Is doing something that's out of the realm of the character right. for him to go? I, I'm sorry. Right. Well, and see, I don't know. Like I, because I haven't watched Grand Torino, so I don't, I don't remember all his. Or I haven't watched it in a while. Is what I'm saying. So I don't remember all his struggles but I don't either maybe, watching, there, maybe there is a scene I haven't seen it in a long time maybe he, there is a scene where he apologizes right. I don't remember it watching Cobra Kai um, you can feel some gen, genuine like compassion and um, and yeah. sorrow for Johnny and and the lot he and you know kind of the hand he's been dealt you 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 watch and you're aware that Okay, he's been dealt this hand of his own doing, but also um, it's unfortunate because yeah. it's not as though he's – I don't know. He's still relatable in certain ways because he is 
just he, he's relatable in that he's doing he's living a life just like many of us do um, working for a paycheck living paycheck to paycheck um, just kind of I don't know it was one of those things where um, I found him relatable in a lot of ways not necessarily in how he treats people yeah just, but but relatable in that he's just a person too oh and relatable in the in the fact that what he does is of is of his own doing I, I can relate to that I've done I've done stuff that backfires for me that's one of the reasons why i like the show i mean he does a lot of stuff to himself and and deserves a lot of his own comeuppance yeah yeah well and then you get to see you know some of his personal struggles with like the coach and stuff too and so that kind of helps to illuminate the i think so too uh the feels that you have for that character and the sorrow that you feel Mm -hmm. for him I think that helps. Like the guy that plays the coach is going to be, or the sensei is going to be in the next season. Yeah, he is. I'm pretty excited. About yeah, that. I, I can't wait to watch it. I watched that whole show in one day. So we did too. Yeah, was... I mean, I, I don't know. I I don't want to sit here and criticize people who liked Gran Torino because I get why people liked it because there are are. Uh, there are scenes in Gran Torino that are heartfelt. It, it feels like there there are scenes with good emotion in the movie, and, I, right. and it's like I, it's like I'm I'm said that I I I see what they were trying to do, or I see what I think they were trying to do. Right. I just to me, it feel like it didn't do it. To me, by the end of the movie, I didn't feel like he was a redeemable character. I think he did one. Or two pretty cool acts to try to redeem himself, uh, like in the writing. But I don't, I don't know that it it, it happened. I don't know that it yeah. worked. Well, and, it's like a, um, American Pie, waiting till the fourth movie to try to redeem Stifler. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Too after late. all the heinous, like just tons and tons of heinous shit that he's done. Um, I don't think those are terrible movies. No. I enjoyed them, but I'm just saying. But I mean, that's another example. I'm trying to think. I mean, is there a movie out there where there is a character that is a turd character that is that is actually redeemable? Uh, that it worked. Um, I mean, I'd say, I'd say Snape. Maybe in yeah. the Harry Potter franchise, that's a slow burn. Yeah, and it's it's <clears throat> revealed over time, and that's helped. You know, we don't have the full picture basically of his and of you don't his ever, character. You don't until, ever get the impression that he's full on bad guy, right? Uh, but you do know he is part of the the bad guy group, but you don't ever get the impression he's not like. He's not like uh, hmm. who? Okay, who is more redeemable? Well, I can't remember his name in the Harry Potter movie, but the blonde kid, the kid is he Draco? Is he, Draco Malfoy, yeah, that's right. Is he more redeem redeemable, or is the old man from Gran Torino? Draco. 
but I think the reason Do you start to feel sorry for Draco? Yeah, because you yeah. Because the situation he's in. Because of the situation he's been put in, and you know, you start to see it more is revealed that he's not exactly willing to go as far as like his family is necessarily, and even his fam like his father, isn't prepared. If I remember right, watching those movies, his father isn't even prepared to go as far as what right. is expected of him from. Uh, right. And they are, and and the reason why I, I brought up Malfoy is because they because they are, though that group. Uh, I mean, if you if you watch those, I didn't read those books, so I don't know what what. So anybody can correct me on the books, but if you watch the movies. Uh, I actually finally just saw all of the Harry Potter movies in the last uh, couple years. Um, the person I dated before, uh, a little bit before the person I'm marrying, actually had me watch every single one of the movies because uh, I had only seen the first five of them, like off and on through A and B, A- ABC Family, and hadn't seen them in order. <laughs> I basically, when I worked at uh, the hotel, I worked at a hotel as a night clerk, uh-huh. and I they were on ABC Family in the lobby, and not in order, and at different times and with pre like commercials and stuff. Yeah. So I knew bits and pieces, and then I saw like the last few movies in theaters. Like, that's how I watched that whole franchise. Wow. So she made me sit down and watch every single one of them. And here's my big takeaways. First off, uh, the Malfoids. So and I could be wrong, but this is what I got out of it. The movie is an allegory for racism uh, in some ways. So uh, they're platinum blonde and they hate they hate muggles. Hate them. They call them mudbloods. The, the death... Are they death eaters? That's what they are. The death eaters, they all wear black robes. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of, like, some undertones in there about, like, muggles and we're purebloods and they're, they're mudbloods and... Right. Half-breeds and... I mean, there's a lot of stuff in there. So, um... You know, so you like, so you know, Draco's raised with that, like he's raised with that mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I compared him to the character from Gran Torino, who is obviously, you know, he's that, that dude's raised that way too. People don't just wake up one day and be like, "I hate every other race." Like that isn't a thing. Like that's the thing that's taught, right? But I feel like I feel more sorry for Draco because he. I think at some point he real. I don't know that you ever see him realize it, but I think you do kind of see him realize like he's in it like too far. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think in one movie of a character that gets really that actually gets genuinely redeemed at the end of it, and I think I thought of one: Boromir, Fellowship of the Rings, Sean Bean. Oh yeah, he's a character who throughout the movie you like. But he definitely shows shades that he's going to be a betrayer at some point, right? And then, um, and then he even says like he's man, right? He like he's a man, so he's like, we should take the ring, we should take the ring and use it against him, right? Like because he's man and he's fallible, right? And then he tries taking the ring from from Frodo, yeah. and then there's that 
heartbreaking scene where Frodo gets away from him and basically like Boromir is like crying in the woods by himself because he lost Frodo and kind of realizes what he did and he's emotional and the ring took him over and then he saves Merry and Pippin from the or like the Urukai yeah. and gets killed by those arrows and by the end of the movie you're like man poor Boromir yeah and he, he ends up being a really good character like, and that, that's in a 10-minute segment, by the way. Yeah. I mean, they build over time that he's going to be, like, this betrayer, right? But then, in a 10-minute segment, he goes from betraying to giving his life to save a couple hobbits. Right. Um, there is that one scene where he is doing the sword fighting scene, like, teaching the hobbits all how to sword fight. And then they all, like, wrestle. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's probably my only other... If if the listeners can think of characters that get completely redeemable by the end of the film, uh, hit us up on Facebook or or the website. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Because I can't think of any right now. I I want a character in one movie that gets actually redeemed. Snape doesn't even get redeemed while he's alive. No. We only know about Snape because of the tear. And the fl- yeah, the flashback. So until he dies, we have no idea. Yeah. Like he kills Dumbledore. In fact, they end the movie with him killing Dumbledore. That's it. He dies a villain, yeah. He dies a villain. We have no idea until that next movie came out. So people had to wait a year or more or however long. Unless she read the books. Unless she yeah. read the books, which I did not. Yeah. Uh, to know that he was a redeemable character you have no idea yeah and then not only is he a redeemable character but you find out that he's like Harry's dad was a douche yeah standing for the pussy huh (laughs) thanks everybody alright thanks we'll see you next week or next yeah well next week to the listener next week The intro music for this episode is Surf Shimmy. And the outro music is Surf Shimmy by Kevin McLeod or Kevin McLeod of uh, Incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license, uh, creativecommons.org. All right. Bye. Surf Shimmy.